This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church, welcome back to the Village Church Q&A, and I do mean welcome back to a brand new week. So, Michael, we've got a question today that I know very little about, and you have a little bit more history with this. So here's our question. What is Ash Wednesday, and why do people put ashes on their forehead? Now, I went to a public school in, in elementary and high school, and we would occasionally see other students coming to school on a Wednesday, and they would have you know this kind of a gray mark on their forehead. I didn't know what this was all about. What, what is going on here? So the Ash, Ash Wednesday launches Lent, a four-day period minus the Sundays that culminates on Easter. It's a time of repentance and fasting and preparation. Okay. And so whenever you see Ash Wednesday, this is the launching of Lent. It cannot be, by the way, on a Monday or a Tuesday or Thursday or Friday because it's exactly 40 days before Easter Sunday, not including the Sundays. So, okay. That being said, um, when you see it, it's a Catholic or sometimes Orthodox rite of launching Lent and of repentance. So, now, do the Lutherans practice law? this as well? Ah, that's a great question. I have no idea. I, I don't know. So, you know I, I, I think I had Lutheran friends that that practice this too. Lutherans are funny. Sometimes they do things. Sometimes yeah, they I, don't. Okay, you can't put a Lutheran in a box. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, and so, yeah. So it's really a symbol of I'm entering a period where I'm going to fast from something ridiculous. Uh, no, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Uh, no, but you're supposed to really go before the Lord and repent. Whatever. Let's just be clear about a couple things. Uh, Ash Wednesday and Lent are neither good nor bad. They are neutral. Yeah, it's, um, it's something that. Anglicans Certain, would do them, yeah. and, and it's more liturgical, historical churches um, rooted in much more of a church history, whatever. So this, And this, I didn't have that growing up, so for me, this is all new. Protestant churches don't do it by and large, uh, non-denom Protestant churches. Um, so it goes back to uh, 10th, 11th century, something like that. Um, i trying to remember off the top of my brain. But, but from what I can understand, the, the purpose behind Lent— is all about self-denial and moderation and fasting and preparing your heart and your soul for Easter. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that's simple. So it sounds good. Yeah. So um, the Catholics have put interesting rules around it. So on Fridays, you can't eat meat or something like that. So that's why they have fish. Yeah, that's why they have fish. Okay. So uh, we used to go to fish fries growing up. And, uh -huh. and uh, on Fridays at uh, my grandparents' Catholic church, and we'd eat fish. So okay. The, the point is, if people do it, fine. If they don't do it, fine. If you're part of the church that does it, fine. If they're part of the church that doesn't do it, fine. It, it's just, it's a neutral thing. Um, so people I get that. really love being connected to the historical church. That's fine. Um, my issue, I'll just be straight with the historical church connections, is that um, people are connecting themselves to uh, historical let me let me just get this right, Tim. They're connecting themselves to historical churches in certain centuries, okay. not to the original like apostles. Because this clearly wasn't taught in the New Testament. No, it's not in the New Testament. It's not in the first like 800 years of the church. Of the church. Right? church early church didn't practice this. So it reminds me sometimes of people who are like, I want to be connected to the historical church. When Protestants are like, we need to sing hymns because they're like, <laughs> they're what the church saying. I'm like, no, no that's what the church saying in like the 16th, 17th, 1800s. But like, honestly, the the depth of the songs that were written in the Reformation era are, are way deeper and theologically right. rich than a lot of the songs written in the first three, four, five, ten centuries of the church. So 
To be connected to the historical church, what they're doing often is they're picking um, segments of church history and identifying with those segments. Okay. So, for example, priests in robes and whatnot. The apostles right. didn't wear priests they didn't in robes. Do that. In fact, well, that didn't happen until the church became legal and they started mimicking and replicating the Roman cult worship system, like mm-hmm. incense, all this kind of stuff. And then it was a combo of the Roman cult worship and then going back to the priestly garments and incense and approaches that the priests did under the Old Testament law. You really want to get to the historic church, right? You're going to have a love feast. You're going to have a meal. There's going to be teaching. It's going to be in a home. You know, like if that's what you really want to get to is a historic church, go back there. My point being, though, that I do believe that for some people, the whole idea of Lent is a really good idea. It puts their it's a physical thing to put themselves into a preparatory season, getting ready for Easter. Um, on the other hand, I would just like to tell them um, the apostles never did this. Um, this is not a requirement. Um, it doesn't make you more holy, but if it's helpful for you and it's a part of your community and if it's a meaningful experience, have at it. I, I really love this question because this could be one of my questions because I, I just don't know. You know, the ash on the forehead, does that go back to the Old Testament of ash and ashes the, and sackcloth? The symbolism is the one of symbolism repentance. Of ashes, repentance. Yeah, put ash and sackcloth on it. Okay, all right. It's all preparation. So we're repenting and rather than dumping it all over your face, you put a cross on your forehead with a priest does. Okay. So in conclusion, have at it. Do it. Don't do it. I don't care. Okay. Love you no matter what. And it doesn't make sense to non-denom uh, right. evangelicals because and, this and isn't why, our rhythm. Yeah, and that's why I'm just saying I have no category for is this good, bad. Yeah. I, I don't understand it because it is not in my background. Right. Non-denominational Christians, by and large, don't follow a church calendar unless we want to feel this. Um, <laughs> I might upset with people with this, but this artificial connection to a century-specific historical Christian community in some European land or possibly African land. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I mean, really what, what a lot of the historic tradition does is it goes back to a specific place in history and a specific expression of Christendom. Mm -hmm. It freezes it and then replicates it. But just to be clear, um, when we talk about what is essential preaching of the word, sacraments, communion, baptism, worship. These are the fundamentals that that are actually the historical church. Right. Um, these are the things that actually go back to the apostles. All the other stuff, church calendars, even the mm-hmm. date of Easter mm-hmm. and Christmas, yeah. again, they're all neutral. They're, they're not necessarily morally good or bad. Like the Bible never says celebrate on one day a month or a year the resurrection. In fact, the Bible is clear every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. But That's historically, right. we celebrate it every week. You know, it's not. It's it's a good thing that we redeem this, and so we're we are guilty of the exact same thing that Catholics and Anglicans are of Ash Wednesday every time we celebrate Easter. Mm-hmm. We are pulling out an artificial segment of church history and repeating that over and over again, and it's meaningful to us. Yeah. And so, in the same way that it's meaningful to us, I just, I just. I, I know that every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday, but I'm going to also uniquely embrace and enjoy Christmas and Easter. Um, sure. And then, you know, typically with the evangelicals, we don't do the whole Lenten season. And the re- I'll tell you why I think most evangelicals don't do it. It's not because we're disconnected from the historical church, you know, from the 4th <laughs> century or the 8th century, right? No, it's because we are, by and large, we've had extremely high emphasis of Bible teaching. Yes. And the Lenten season interrupts teaching through books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't want to go through Lent with our church. I don't want to take any more time than I have to because Christmas is already taken two or three weeks around Easter. And I don't want to take two more months of Sundays and of, lose them a Bible teaching yeah, to just focus on of what we normally do at Village Church is teach through the Bible. And so I, I'm just acknowledging that the reason we don't celebrate Lent is because I don't want to interrupt 
Bible teaching. Right. But that's also a very evangelical, non-denom thing of me to say, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm, what I'm trying to do, my at least my intention, I'm not saying it's perfect or flawless logically, is I do not want to unnecessarily get distracted from the main things, the word, worship, and sacrament. Like those are the main things that I'm going to fight for. And oftentimes tradition can really... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sequester can take up the dominant energy of right. worship from the right. main things. Mm-hmm. That being said, we participate in tradition. We do <laughs> so, all the anyways, time. All the time. Yep. Yep. So, all right, next question. What is it? All right. So next time, please come back when we answer a question. What does the Bible say about cremation versus burial? I think we kind of touched on it on before, but let's dig deeper next time. No. Just no. kidding, yes. Yeah, dig, dig, dig. That was a dig. <laughs> Just being devil's advocate again yes. for you. No, you, you missed it. Dig, dig for burial. Oh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're so smart. Uh-huh. Why do I miss all the good jokes? <laughs>